0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernak. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Romans chapter 1 is where we're at, and um, we're going through a passage, and this passage you get to see a glimpse into the heart of Paul. Paul had a great heart for people. Uh, I, I, it's where the next few moments will be speak on the subject, a heart of a missionary the heart of a missionary. Paul um, had a great burden for people. He had a great burden for Rome. Paul's writing to the Christians at Rome. And the very first thing I want to draw your attention to is Paul had a burden for a location. Verse number seven, the Bible says, To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the book of Romans, a very powerful book in the Bible. Many people have been led down the Romans road and heard the gospel for the first time because of the book, of Romans. And there's so much doctrine in this book. But before Paul even gets to that, you get a glimpse into the very heart of Paul. Paul had a burden for this location. He writes to the Christians at Rome. His burden led him to action, and he writes this letter to those Christians. The very first thing we see in the heart of a missionary is one, he had a heart of thankfulness. A heart of thankfulness. Look at verse number eight. The Bible says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. First, First thing he says is, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for you. He was thankful for their stand. He was thankful for their integrity. He was thankful for their witness. He was thankful for the character of this church. He said, this church is making a difference, and he was thankful for them. I'm thankful today that Christian life is not a competition. We can cheer each other on. We get to cheer each other on as we grow in our walks with God. And, And he was so thankful for this church. This church was making a difference, and he cheered them on. The heart of a missionary starts with a heart of thankfulness. You know, thankfulness is medicine to those that are down. When we're down and we begin to thank, be thankful and begin to praise, the Lord will lift our spirits. But Paul had a heart of thankfulness, and all through his epistles, his prison epistles, you see Paul talking about being thankful. We see in Ephesians chapter 5, giving thanks always. Although Paul's in prison, although his circumstances aren't the best, Paul was thankful for others. And Paul was thankful for what was going on. Christian, today, who are we cheering on? Who are we thankful for in this church? Are we thankful for our church? Are we thankful for our pastor? Are we thankful for other people in this church? Do we have a thankful spirit? A thankful spirit, that's the very first thing we see in the Apostle Paul's heart, a heart of thanksgiving. Yeah. Two, we see at a heart of service in verse number nine. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit. Look at this word serve, whom he serves. Who, who is the Apostle Paul serving? He's serving God. God was the reason for his service. And my question tonight is, who do we serve? Who do, who do we serve? Who are we serving? We're, we're not just in the Christian life just to come to church and, and just to be here. No, we serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Alpha and the Omega. We get to serve God. And Paul says, whom I serve, his service is towards God. As we begin to look at this Greek word of serve here, in the New Testament, this Greek word, is used for ser- which is used for serve, always refers to religious service. And sometimes it's translated as worship the same word is used for worship. You know, true, uh, true worship is found in serving God. If we truly want to worship God, we begin to serve God with our lives. If we want to honor God, we will serve God. We will follow God and we will walk with God and we will serve the Lord. True worship is found in service. Do we serve the Lord with our lives? I think of Romans chapter 12, a living sacrifice, that means to be dead to self and alive to Christ, being dying to ourselves daily and being dead to our flesh, be living for God, the living sacrifice, do we serve as though Christ is our king. Not only did Paul have a burden for a location, Paul also had a burden for people. Who are these people that Paul's writing to? It's the Christians in Rome. We see in this verse, it says this, uh, verse number nine, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Who's he talking about? He's talking about the Christian's Rome, Not only did Paul have a burden for a location, Paul realized that at this time Rome was one of the capitals of the world. Paul realized if he could reach Rome with the gospel, he could reach the world with the gospel. Paul had a great vision for God. He had a, a burden for a location, that is Rome, because he realized he could make an impact with the gospel there. But not only did he have a burden for the location, he had a burden for people. And those were the Christians in Rome. Then we see he had a heart of prayer. A heart of prayer, as we just read, without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayer. Paul's burden was developed through his prayer life. Paul had never met these people, but Paul constantly prayed for these people. Without ceasing, he prayed for these people. As you study the, if you look at the theme of the Apostle Paul's prayer life, it's others, others. All throughout the epistles, Paul is praying for others. He's praying without ceasing. And his prayers are directed to those churches and to those Christians. And today, Christian, what is the theme of our prayer life? What is the theme of our prayer life? The heart of a missionary has a heart for praying for others. He constantly kept them on his mind. My question tonight is, who are we praying for? Who are we praying for? Our prayers can make a difference. The Bible says we can come boldly before the throne of grace. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we have access to the throne room of God. God hears our prayers, and God doesn't only hear our prayers. God can respond to our prayers. We have a big God, a God that can answer any prayer. But Christian today, are we praying with passion? Are we praying for people? Are we praying for others? And here, Paul is praying for those Christians in Rome. What is he praying? He's praying that they grow, and we'll see in the next few moments. The greatest ministry that you could be involved in is the ministry of prayer. Prayer. I was uh, uh, preaching in Uh, in New Jersey and as I was preaching I talked about prayer and and this lady came up to me at the end of the service and she said I'm not able to go and knock on doors anymore I'm not able to be involved in this ministry I'm just I'm not able physically able to do any of these things but she says I what I do is I I pray for those that can I pray for those people that are going out and I, I pray that the Lord would save more people and she goes do you think I'm really making a difference and let me tell you I believe she's making more of a difference than any of us could actually ever know I believe some of the greatest Christians aren't going to be the ones that had the biggest ministry, but the ones that were the closest to God in their prayer life. Your prayers can make a difference. No man is greater than his prayer life. But as we begin to think about this, Paul's burden for prayer, he prayed for people. He prayed for the mission field. What did Jesus say? Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that will send forth laborers into His harvest. God tells us to pray. Jesus tells us to pray. Are we praying for our missionaries? Our missionaries, the the Bible says this be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Our missionaries are going to these fields. They're going to different countries. Many of them have left their families. They've left their homes behind, and and they've gone to a different foreign country where they're learning the language, a new culture, and they're over there. They're trying to reach people with the gospel. And you know what the devil's doing? He's throwing his arrows at them. Them. And there's battle and tribulation going on, and many times we don't get to hear about those in the prayer letters. But they're maybe fa- uh, facing physical battles, or health uh, health problems, or spiritual warfare going all around, and they're being attacked by the devil. But we as Christians here, we need to be praying for them. As the devil shoots his arrows at them, we need to be shooting our prayers for them up for for those people. Christian, data, are we praying for a missionary? Our prayers can make a difference all around the world. Look here, Paul not only had a burden. For For people, Paul's burden led him to seek opportunity to go himself. Verse 10, making request, if by any means now, at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. What was his prayer request? He said, Lord, send me. Lord, I want to go. We see it, a heart of willingness, a heart of willingness. He, He wanted to go himself. He said, my, my prayer is this, I'm praying that I can go and that I can be with you and that I can serve alongside of you. Paul saw a need and he was the first to volunteer for that need. Do we have a heart of willingness to volunteer? Some people today, we, we, it's easy for us to find problems. It's easy for us to find things that aren't going right. But how many of us pray that we're the solution to that problem? How many of us pray that we could be the answer to that situation? Paul's saying, I see a problem. I see something going on. He says, I see a need. Lord, would you send me? Are we the first to volunteer? Lord, make me the answer. Would you pray that God would use you? Pray that God would send you? See, a lot of people point at the problems and needs, but today, Christian, are we willing to be the answer? Paul had a heart of willingness, a heart of willingness, but I want to draw your attention to this. Paul had a a desire to go. That's a good desire. Paul had been praying, but we see in verse number 13. Take a look at verse 13, and we'll come back to it in a second. Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes our purpose to come unto you but was let hitherto that I ha- might have some fruit among you, uh, you also, even as among the other Gentiles. Paul wanted to go to Rome, which is a good desire. He volunteered. He said, I want to go. He had a burden, and he began to pray. And God said No. God, God, at this moment, God didn't send him. He said, I've tried. The door just hasn't opened for me to go. Paul didn't get to go to Rome at this moment, but Paul was still making a difference in Rome through his prayers. God might, ne- might not ever send you to Africa. He might never send you to Asia. He might never send you to a different state or a different place, but that doesn't mean that you cannot make an impact around the world. Your prayers can make a difference all around the world. Christian today, who are we praying for? I met a pastor. He pastored for 18 years. And he challenged me with this. He said, I pick a country. And every few weeks, he would learn about this country. He would learn about the missionaries in that country. He would learn about um, what type of gospel witnesses in that country. All the different religions. And he'd begin to pray for those missionaries. He'd begin to pray that the Lord would send more labors into that field. And he'd do that for many years. And one day, he got to a country. And he began to study the country. And he could not find one missionary. And as he began to pray for that country, he said, Lord, am I the one that's supposed to go? And the Lord sent him. His burden was developed through his prayer life. Christian, today, what are we praying for? Are we praying for others? Do we have our prayers being sent to those missionaries? Are we praying for the lost in the the fields that are all around us? Not only did he have a heart of willingness, he had a heart of surrender. Look at verse 10 also. He says this, he says this, Make your request by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by what? The will of God. By the will of God. God's plans were above his plans. He had a great desire to go to Rome and reach people with the gospel. It was, it's a great thing. There's a lot of pros that could come along with it. But he said only if it's by the will of God. Only by the will of God. Are you living for the will of God today? Does the will of God direct your life? Not only did he have a heart of surrender, he had a heart of giving, verse 11. Verse 11 says this, For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end you may be established. He had a great desire to see these people because he wanted to give them a spiritual gift. What is this spiritual gift? It's the idea of being an encouragement to them. He wanted to encourage them. In, in what way? It says, to the end you may be Established The idea of being established is to be a mature Christian. His goal, he longed to see them because he wanted to encourage them in their Christian walk that, end, that at the end of their day that they would be mature Christians. He wanted to give to those people. He wanted to be a blessing to those people. He wanted to help those people grow spiritually. Hey. What can we give to others spiritually? Yeah. The Apostle Paul is not the only missionary. We're all called. Many of these things we're going through tonight, many of us, maybe we've had those things in our heart, but maybe it's time to reflect. Are we giving? Are we giving to those around us spiritually? Are we encouraging others to grow in their walks with God? Are we trying to help other people grow? Are we discipling people? Are we, are we trying to pray for people? Are we encouraging those around us? We all have a role to play. Every person in this church has a role to play, and my question tonight is, what are we giving to those around us spiritually? Be a giver, not a taker. Not only did he have a heart of giving, he had a heart of humbleness. Verse number 12, the Bible says this. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both, you, both of you and me. Both of you and me. He's saying, hey, I want to go to be a blessing to you, but I know you all will be a blessing to me. I want to go to teach you all, but I know I'm going to learn from you all as well. He had a heart of humbleness. He was willing to learn from those around him. He was going to learn from them. He was willing to learn. Not only did he have a, a heart of humbleness, he had a spiritual heart. Verse 13, the Bible says this Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposely come unto you, but was that hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among the other Gentiles? A spiritual heart. Why did he desire to go to Rome? Look at the word here. He says this fruit. Fruit was his reason. He said that I might have some fruit among you. His desire was spiritual. The reason he wanted to go was not to build his name. It wasn't to build some fame. It wasn't to build his wealth or to experience the culture. He wanted to go to Rome for fruit. He wanted to see people saved with the gospel. He wanted to see people grow in their Christian walk. He wanted to be a blessing, and his reason was spiritual. My question tonight is this. Do we have spiritual, do we desire spiritual things? Do we desire fruit? We might work a secular job, but do we desire fruit there? We might work and and somewhere else, but do we desire fruit with our lives? Paul had a desire for fruit. Why do you serve? Then we get here verse 14. He says, this, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He had a heart of remembrance. He says, This, I'm a debtor. What did Paul was did Paul have some student loans to pay off? A a car payment? Who's he in debt to? Paul, I believe, remembered where he came from. Paul realized that of all people, he didn't deserve to hear the gospel. He was there persecuting Christians. He was there when Stephen was stoned. The Bible said he wreaked havoc upon the church. And many Christians were scattered all abroad because there was a man named Saul coming after them to throw him in prison and and to persecute those Christians. And he thought Jesus was a false teacher. But one day, the gospel changed his life. And he says, out of all the people in the world, why did I deserve? Why did someone tell me about the gospel? Why did Jesus Christ save me? But let me tell you tonight, none of us in here deserve to hear the gospel. None of us. There's people all around the world that have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. There's people all around the world that have never even touched a Bible. They're going to live this whole world with nothing. I remember growing up in the Philippines the, the people would live in a small little hut, 15 people, they all sleep on the floor. They'll have nothing for their whole lives and they'll spend eternity without anything. They'll spend eternity without hope and they have nothing but here we're so blessed and we've heard the gospel and we have the Bible and we get to come to church and we don't have much persecution and we've been given so Much, but Christian, remember if it wasn't for the grace of God, we might be out in the world today. Were it not for the grace of God, we might have wrecked our lives, we might have ruined so many things. But by the grace of God, He saved us and He redeemed us, and He calls us His Son. And now we get to go and serve Him. But Paul remembered where He came from, He remembered that He didn't deserve anything. But Christian, we don't deserve anything. There's so many people lost, there's so many people looking for answers, there's so many people searching. And we have the answer. He had a heart of remembrance. But not only did he have a heart of remembrance, he had a ready heart. Verse 15. So as much as his in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. A heart with a burden is a heart that's ready to serve. Christian, today, are we ready? You know, if we have a burden through the lost, we'll be ready to share the gospel. If we have a burden for the things of God, we'll be ready to step up in church. If we develop a burden for the Lord, we'll be ready to serve. Christian, today are we ready? Lord, I'm ready to go. Paul says, I'm ready. Lord, send me. I'm ready. Are we ready if the Lord gave us the opportunity today? Not only did he have a ready heart, he had an unashamed heart. As we finish here, verse 16 For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believe it, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. As we look at this statement, he says, for I am. It's a personal statement. He's not talking about his friends. He's not talking about his brother. He's not talking about his family. He says, for I am. It's a personal statement. He says, I'm talking about myself. I don't know about you, but I am unashamed. He's not afraid to be labeled with what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. He says, I'm not afraid of what people might say about me. I know in Rome, they might mock our, 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 uh, Christianity, might, might mock the things of Christ. They might mock all these different things, but I'm not afraid to be labeled with the person of Jesus. I'm not afraid to be labeled with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Christian today, that's a decision we all must make. Are we ashamed of the things of God? Are we ashamed? Are we we not going to live ashamed? If we remember where we came from, we won't be ashamed of what Christ has done in our lives. When we remember what Christ did for us, I'm not going to be ashamed of what he did because I'm going to remember all the blessings he's given me. He saved me. But Christian, it's a personal statement. Have we made that decision? It's unashamed. He's not afraid to be labeled with. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that changes lives. Look here, it says, for it's the power of God unto salvation. The power of God. We have the greatest message in the world. It's a message that can change anybody's life. It can take a drunkard and make him a man of God. It can take an addict and break the chains of addiction. It can take anybody in this world, and the gospel can save them. No matter how many times you've sinned, no matter how deep you are in sin debt, Jesus Christ's blood can save you from all sins. It's the power of God unto salvation. We might look at the world and say it's very discouraging. We have politics that we don't agree with. We have the society that's going on that's so wicked and so worldly, but the gospel still works today. It can save the president. It can save a king. It can save anybody in the world because it's the power of God unto salvation. This is not a message that Paul made up. This is not a message that Paul said, hey, I made this up. No, it's the message from God himself. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, into the world to save sinners and redeemed us by his blood for the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. To everyone. The reason we need to have the heart of a missionary is because the gospel message is for everyone. Everyone. Every single person in this town. Every single person in this state. Every single person in this world. What are we doing for the gospel's sake? Do we have the heart of a missionary? Paul had a heart for others. A burden for others. Today, Christian, what's your burden? You say, I want to develop a burden for the things of God. Start praying for the things of God. Start praying for different ministries around the church. I guarantee if you begin to pray for different ministries around the church, you'll begin to develop a burden for those ministries. If you begin to pray for others, you know what happens? You'll be ready to serve others. Christian, today, what are we praying for? Do we have a burden for the things of God? It's for all people. You will never regret having the heart of a missionary. I'll close with this story. There was a a young man at the age of 16. His parents paid for him to go on a trip around the world. Born to a wealthy family, went around the world. Many of you might know this story. And as he was rowing around the world, he began to develop a burden for a certain people group. He came back from his his journey across the world for his 16th birthday, and he told his parents that he wanted to become a missionary. His parents began to mock him and say, No, don't waste your life. What are you doing? No, you're not ever going to do that. But he said, you know what, no, I I believe God wants me to do this. While many people were criticizing him, he wrote down in his Bible the phrase, no reserves. No reserves. He said, I'm going to give it all to God. As he began to study for ministry and go to college, um, many people still continued to mock him. People say, no, you're going to lose your family business. Your your family's not going to allow you to get all this money. You won't inherit anything. You're wasting it all. He wrote down in his Bible, no retreats. No retreats. He says, I'm going to give it all to God, and I'm not going back on it. He eventually graduated and began to go to the field to be a missionary. He went to a, a, another country first to study the language before he was going to the actual field that he wanted to go. While he was studying the language, he contracted a disease, a disease and passed away at a young age. He never made it to where God wanted him to be or that he thought God wanted him to be. His things got sent back to the States. Newspapers began to write. Not only did he waste his life away, he wasted his wealth. He wasted everything. That's what people said. They sent his things back and they opened up his Bible where he, saw, where, they, where he wrote no reserves, no retreats. But he wrote one more thing down and said no regrets. You'll never regret having a heart of a missionary. You'll never regret giving the gospel to somebody. You'll never regret Encouraging somebody around you. You'll never regret being thankful. You'll never regret being humble. You'll never regret uh, uh, serving God or being unashamed. You'll never regret having the heart of a missionary. There's so many people without the gospel. I could go on and on and tell you story after story. But who's going to tell? It's the power of God and the salvation. uh, My great-grandfather was an alcoholic he drank his money away. He drank his friends away. He drank his family away. And eventually he drank his life away. My grandfather was following in his father's footstep. Drinking his money away, his friends away, his family away. But someone came and shared the gospel with him. And his life was changed. He never touched alcohol again. He began to drive the church bus and serve God for many years. The gospel changed his life. And today I hope the gospel's changed yours. But God has given us the message, and now let's have the heart of a missionary. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.